Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. All right, here we go. Saturday, November 6th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. Flyers back in action tonight to take on the Washington Capitals. What's on the line? Well, two points, of course, but also on the line, the chance to tie the Capitals in points with 14, but because the Flyers have played one last game, to jump into the third spot in the Metropolitan Division of the Eastern Conference. The Caps have lost two straight games. Caps, and matter of fact, losers of their three of their last four. Lost against Detroit 3-2 in overtime. They beat the Arizona Coyotes 2-0. Then they lost at Tampa and at Florida. Tampa, they lost 3-2 and an OT loss against the Florida Panthers in their last game. That was on Thursday. Same night, the Flyers lost in overtime to the Pittsburgh Penguins. A depleted Pittsburgh Penguins team, which has sent this fan base, or a portion of this fan base, I should say, into early season hysteria. More on that in a minute. Now the Caps tonight. The Flyers going to have to slow down Alex Ovechkin. He is right up there amongst the leaders in the NHL in points. He's got 18 points already in 10 games this season. 10 of them goals, 8 assists. He's off to a great start. No signs of Alex Ovechkin slowing down in the way he's been attacking his entire NHL career, piling up the points once again behind just Leon Dreisaitl, who's got 20, Connor McDavid, who's got 19, Ovechkin's got 18, then Kyle Connor of the Winnipeg Jets with 14. So when you're playing against the Caps, the number one rule of thumb is stay out of the box. Don't put Ovechkin out there and that power play on the ice. You know where he's going to be. It doesn't matter. You can't stop it. Nobody has now in uh, 16 years or however long he's been in the league, 15 years. Uh, The Caps, last season for the Flyers, that was a problem. Two years ago, wasn't a problem. What's the season series going to be this year? That remains to be seen. First matchup of these two teams, four games, begins tonight in D.C. Now, two years ago, in Elaine Vigneault's first year, the 2019-20 season, which was actually cut short, the Flyers did play the Caps four times that season. They had a record of 3-0-0-1, and they scored 16 goals and gave up just eight against the Caps. So, average four goals a game, only average giving up two goals a game. Matter of fact, in that season series, those four games that year, Ovechkin was held pointless and was actually a minus four on the season. Conversely, last year wasn't the case. The two teams played each other, of course, eight times last year. Flyers in eight games against the Caps went 2-5-0-1. They had their lowest points percentage against any opponent against the Caps last year at just at just a 313 points percentage. They only scored 24 goals for. They gave up 33 and they just did not have it against the Caps last year and could not shut down Ovechkin and that top line. Flyers so far this year uh, got it, you know, even without Ryan Ellis. So far this year for the Flyers, even without Ryan Ellis, have done a good job of keeping the puck out of their net. They've gotten good goaltending. Yeah, they're giving up a decent amount of shots, probably the 10th most amount of shots in the entire NHL, but they're also averaging a lot of shots per game. Not that that means a whole heck of a lot, but when it comes to scoring, goals four in the NHL, the Flyers seventh or eighth rather in the National Hockey League averaging 3.33 goals per game they're giving up in the NHL the seventh least amount of goals per game so when you look at that goals four for the Flyers they're scoring the eighth most amount of goals for per game played and they're giving up the seventh least amount 
that's a great – those two numbers to me are very telling. That's why you have a record that they have right now of 5-2-2. Two, and two. And there's been some frustration and there's been, you know, some some games that weren't perfect, like that Arizona game, even though they came away and had a good third period and won it, like the Penguin game against the depleted Penguins roster and Mike Sullivan, the head coach. That doesn't mean anything, by the way, that the head coach wasn't on the bench. Uh, sorry, coaches. I don't think that that means anything for the team. And, yeah, it hasn't been perfect. But when you're the eighth highest scoring team and the seventh stingiest team of giving up goals, that's a good combination. And I know the Penguin game, and maybe look, we've been scarred a lot as Flyer fans every other year making the playoffs, winning 10 games, and then not having that translate to playoff success. I get it. All those things. And it's never my job as a content creator, a radio talk show host, whatever, anything to tell you how to feel as a fan. But I will say this, and we're going to get to some Twitter responses to a question I put out in a minute. I will say this. You cannot treat an 82-game NHL season the way you treat a 16-game NFL season. And look, there's 82 games. There's going to be losses in there that you don't like. There's going to be losses in there when you play really well and you still lose. There's going to be wins in there where you play pretty poorly, but you still win and everything in between. It's a long season. This is not a 16-game NFL season. You know, I see messages on Twitter from the same people that when the Flyers won their first three games, they had them dancing into the conference final, and now that they lost to the Penguins the other night in a depleted lineup, they have them as same old Flyers. You can, Again, you have to balance it. And when you look at some of the underlying numbers, there are some areas with cause for concern. Second pair defensemen. The third line has been really good from a statistical standpoint of underlying metrics, but not been a, a powerhouse at putting points and goals on, on the board. The second line, all of a sudden, the Derek Broussard, Farabee, Atkinson line is not having the same level of success it did before. But again, there's ebbs and flows to a season. And yet, you're going to drive yourself crazy with this extreme on both ends. They win three straight, and you go crazy that they're going to win the cup, and then they lose to a depleted Penguins team, and all of a sudden, they're a hot mess. You have to live somewhere in between. It just, it's a stupid saying, but you're never as good as you are at your greatest, and you're never as bad as you are at your worst. It's somewhere in the middle. But look at the numbers. Again, seventh in allowing goals in the NHL this season. That's a good number. Considering last year, they were 32nd. And look, you shouldn't be measured on last year, but they have been much better at keeping the puck out of their net than they were a year ago. And even though the second pairing has not been great so far with Sanheim and Ristolainen, they're still just giving up the seventh least amount of goals in the NHL. Part of that's been great goaltending. That should be celebrated. Carter Hart's been great. Martin Jones has been great. So that's a good thing. We're only nine games into this. There's a long way to go. They have the record they have. They are the seventh least scored upon team in the league without Ryan Ellis for five of those nine games. They are a team that scores a lot of goals, the eighth most in the NHL. That's a good thing. So there are good elements here. Did the Penguins loss sting a little bit? Yeah. And this notion of, hey, they're a team that never plays 60 minutes. I got news for people. No team dominates for 60 minutes. 
And just because the other team has momentum and you're on your heels for a period in a hockey game or an extended period of play or 10 minutes or 9 minutes or 3 minutes or 28 minutes of the game doesn't mean there's not an intensity level. It just means the other team's got momentum. Again, you just can't treat it as if it's a 16-game NHL season. It doesn't work that way. It's not the NFL. It's 82 games. It's far different. There's my rant. Okay, let's get to the responses for the question I put on Twitter. I said, for Flyers Daily tomorrow, finish this sentence. Nine games into the season and the Flyers blank. Fill in the blank. can be a word. can be many words. Whatever you want to fill that in with. Again, finish this sentence. Nine games into the 2021-22 season and the Flyers blank. So here's some of the responses. Franco says, need to get Hayes, Allison, and Ellis back so we can make a more educated assessment of what we have. Franco, I totally, 100% agree with you. Again, part of, I just mentioned that Ryan Ellis has been out. You haven't had your top pairing right side, right shot defenseman. You also haven't had your 2C. You have a guy in Derek Broussard, and you've gotten by so far with a guy that's on a veteran minimum as your second-line center. So, yes, absolutely agree with with Frank on that one. Um, Gregory tweets in and says, the Flyers are too dependent on the top six for scoring. Lines need more balance. I'd like to see Farabee or Atkinson on the third line to add some more scoring punch. Might help Oscar get going as well to play with one of those two. He's so close to breaking through. I agree. He's had some good scoring chances and just hasn't potted one yet. And I want to see him get one as well. And I like I like your idea, but you have to wait till Hayes comes back. I think I would bring Hayes back if he's able to come back Wednesday. I'd bring him back as the 3C before I put him at 2C. He's coming off a double core surgery, so I, I don't want to put him right in and put him in a second-line center position. I want to let him ease his way in a little bit with a little less, a little less minutes and a little bit different role, and I would do that by making him the 3C. And then you kind of see where it goes from there. We'll see if they make some adjustments or juggle the lines a bit tonight or pairings in any way, shape, or form. Jared said, are incomplete. The Flyers are incomplete. Literally on the roster, but also my grade through nine games without Ellis and Hayes, it's really hard to say how good or bad they might be. Again, yeah, I mean, that's a big thing when you're missing those two players to really kind of say, okay, here's what they are. Uh, Jay Susquilla says, really need to find consistency in both execution and intensity despite a very solid start. Okay, I, I haven't seen an issue with intensity at all other than maybe that Calgary game, which is at the end of that trip, three games in four days, West Coast trip. It's not an excuse. It's a reality, but um, I didn't like that game. Uh, the only player that really showed up for that game was Carter. So uh, Michael Cox says the Flyers are keeping pace and staying competitive. For the most part, he said whether or not they're in the playoff mix will only be determinable when they've played nine games with their full complement of players. The results so far are certainly palatable, especially compared with last season. That's well said. Danny says Flyers are still lacking consistency when it comes to dictating play style, but look improved overall compared to last year. Obviously, there are ebbs and flows to a game, but it's like a spinning wheel uh, to see who they'll play period to period. A healthy lineup cannot come soon enough. I agree. And they do have to 
One of the big issues last year, not last year, geez, the past decade, has been slow starts. They've been much better in the first periods, but the second period's been a bit of a bugaboo. That's when the pushback's going to come. They have to find a way to mitigate that. Now, they have found a way of late to mitigate the damage in that period, as in a goal's allowed, but it's obviously been their weakest of the three periods. Uh, Logan G says, Flyers aren't dictating play for long enough periods of the game. It seems like they can't figure out the process for large portions of the last few games. Not a winning recipe. Yeah, I think, Logan, I agree with you on some of that in the sense that I think there's still some guys learning the system. And despite the fact that some of the guys have put up numbers like Cam Atkinson or some other guys in the lineup, Derek Broussard, I think they that doesn't mean that they have the system licked. Now, Broussard played for AV. system's a little different than when he played for AV in New York, but still, um, it does take some time for the not only the players to know what the coaches want, but also the players to know what the players around them want, where guys like pucks, what guys are going to do in certain situations. Is you know a line mate going to be down below the goal line, or is he going to rotate high into the high slot? You just that only that just takes time, and nine games hasn't been enough time for that yet. And there is a lot of new faces here, so I think part of the equation there is also. Not only just players learning the system, new players, but also players learning how to play with those other players that they haven't played with in the past. That's part of the equation as well. Walter Kovac says the Flyers are playing to the other team's standard, whether it's a high or low standard, they need to play their game. Uh, I, I assume that that's based on the game against Arizona. But if you look at Arizona in a vacuum and you look at it and just go, okay, they're a team coming in 0-8-1 at the time didn't have a win, you you would look at it that way. But if you looked at the two games Arizona played prior to playing the Flyers, one of them was a 2 nothing loss to the Capitals, who didn't have on their schedule a loss in regulation yet, the Caps. And the second goal of that 2 nothing game was actually an empty net goal by the Caps. And then the other one was a 2-1 defeat to the Carolina Hurricanes, the team that's off to the best start in the NHL. So in a vacuum, it looks that way, but Arizona's actually playing much better than their record indicates. Still, I didn't like two periods of the Flyers-Arizona game, but they're a team that's playing a lot better hockey and playing good structured hockey for their coach as well. Uh, Let's get to one more here. Josh says, the Flyers are still inconsistent. Need to work harder to win 50-50 pucks, especially against lesser opponents. The team is talented, but needs to work every night. Agreed. I mean, if you want to be a team that's like they've said, difficult to play against, then you have to be a team that wins 50-50 battles, that is relentless and does work hard every night when you have your game or when you don't have your game. Absolutely, that's part of the equation. Great responses to that. Maybe we'll get to some more coming up uh, on Sunday's episode of Flyers Daily as well. But Flyers, caps tonight. Third spot in the Metropolitan Division is up for grabs in this one. Two points is up for grabs. Everybody, enjoy your hockey tonight. Enjoy your Saturday. And we'll talk to you on a breakdown edition of Flyers Daily coming up tomorrow.